Just a couple of quick announcements before we dive into this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. This is the very last day to buy your very own Basically Good t-shirt online at basicallygoodpodcast.com slash shop. You'll be able to pick your shirt up there today and today only, 531-2021. If you haven't done so, if you've been putting it off because you knew you had time, now is the time to go put that order in. We're going to be putting an order in for all the shirts, our contact over at the t-shirt company this week so that we can have them to your house by the end of the month. We have like a two and a half to three week, like, little time frame they gave us. But just to be safe, we're going to be shooting to get them to your doorstep by the end of June. This is a great way to support the show if you can't do a Patreon. And if you are just a hyper fan and you want your shirt and you just have forgotten to order, get that into us. Uh, We've been reaching out to several of you at the $25 tier, this distinguished hero level tier to grab those shirt sizes. And if you haven't gotten back to us, please do so soon so we can get those in for you. And now it is time for the moment you've all been waiting for. The results of the actual Hero Duels card voting are in. Folks, it was an incredible race between Tiberius Ulfnod, the father of Urkel Short, and nameless, faceless, five minutes of airtime Brian was the final two that we voted on. There was a hefty group of people that were interested in getting Brian to the finals, getting Brian probably to take the championship. But guess what, baby? It didn't happen. Tiberius Ulfnod will be the official Hero Duels card that those who are supporting us at the $10 tier or higher will be receiving in the mail in the next month or two. We have been in talks with our favorite artist, the incredibly talented Gustavo or Jabrazi on social media, who uh, did the growl portrait for us for the Tomb of Ranka that is just way too good. Um, So he's actually saved us a spot in his commissions list so we can get that order in and you guys will see a hyper realistic version of Tiberius, hopefully in no later than a month or so. We will be ordering these cards through a manufacturer uh, that does very high quality uh, playing cards. And they're going to be the size of a traditional tarot or tarot card. And although they will be all featuring the same strong half-orc daddy, they will be graded at different rarity levels. So the trimming around the card will be either copper, silver, gold, or hollow mythic rare, and that's right, we actually are going to get holographic cards, which is just going to be uh, insane. So you all have a chance to win. Uh, those who support us at the uh, $10 or higher tier on Patreon will have a chance to unwrap your very own holographic, hollow mythic rare Tiberius Ulfnod. For those of you who were not able to catch the pilot episode of What's Going On Here last week, it was an absolutely amazing time. I want to take a chance to thank all who came out, as well as uh, Joseph and Carson for joining us on the actual show. Some great questions were were shared. Some great moments were shared. Uh, We have an amazing fan base, and we're so, so, so happy to be able to share these moments of the last four episodes of the month with you all. Um, It was a blast. The VOD is available on our YouTube channel. If you were unable to attend and you still want to go check out about a two-hour show, um, go jump in and see that. It was a little bit longer because we brought in the uh, eighth episode of The Bangerang Gang. 
and kind of discuss that as well with Ronnie and Chance. Such a good time, such a, a giggly time. There were some some great times. There were some very sad and, and serious times. Uh, but go check that out if you haven't done so already. Uh, it was such a, a good opportunity. We look forward to doing this every month. Uh, last Wednesday of the month, I think, is what we're going to be shooting for um, to, to discuss these last four episodes that had happened in that month. So tune in uh, in June for the next one. That brings us to the patron of the week, which is none other than Allie. Allie is, oh gosh, what can be said about Allie? Uh, she's a powerhouse in the Discord, always chatting with us, always reaching out to us and letting us know that she's catching up or has caught up uh she's she's talked several times about listening to us on her runs and actually has to stop occasionally when things get a little emotional because it's just too much at the time so she's incredibly invested ali we are so lucky to have you as a fan and uh, as a patron we thank you so much for your continual uh support just to us as a group um to us as a show uh, it means the world uh thank you again for for constantly being involved day in and day out on the Discord, on uh, all our social medias. We we can't uh, say enough good things about Allie. Thank you so much for your support. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, that's really the best way to support us. You can check us out at patreon.com slash basicallygoodpodcast. Check out all our available tiers there. If you are unable to do so, please jump over to all of our socials and follow along so that you can at least dive into some of the conversation at basicallygpod on Twitter, basicallygoodpodcast on Instagram, as well as a Facebook page. On our Twitter uh, attached, there's a list on our pinned tweet of uh, where you can find the link to our Discord, and that is really where things are popping off. So jump in there. There's daily talks about all things basically good as well as other things that we just like to yammer on about. It is a fantastic place, and if you haven't joined already into the sum of the conversation, please jump in there. We want to talk to you. We want to get to know you. We want you to be part of our little Discord family. I apologize for the crazy long-winded announcements, but there was a lot to talk about. Uh, so without further ado, please enjoy this week's episode of The Basically Good Podcast. We open to anxious whispering and shuffling feet as a female Isiguri soldier shoves her way through a crowd of Breach Hill citizens. A line of blood trickles down her face. Greta. Greta Gardania. Greta stands leaning on the splintered guardrail of Tiberius's stoop, as if in a daze. Another soldier stands in front of her, eyes glaring down through a dark steel helmet. Council President. <clears throat> uh, yes, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't understand. The wanted criminal, Urkel Short, has been using your town to hide from his crimes in the capital. When asked to come quietly, he and his father lashed out and slew one of my men. It was then when we were forced to return fire in an attempt to reduce lives lost. But they were heroes. A game they've been playing for decades. It wasn't until the sun's slip up in the capital that we uncovered more of their schemes. Embezzlement, fraud, theft, murder, the list goes on. All this time? I'm afraid so. 
Now, like I said, where did the rest of his party go? I, I'm, I'm not sure. They were here just a moment ago. Are, are they involved in all this too? It's a possibility. We've gotten some reports to the south of some incidents matching their description, but if they've been here the whole time, then it's probably nothing to worry about. Oh, but they just arrived tonight. They've, they've been gone for weeks. Weeks? The soldier pulls out a scrap of parchment. About when did they leave? Um, it would have been towards the end of Rova, um, maybe the 19th? The soldier studies the parchment and then sighs. Dennard! The bleeding soldier approaches them. That green bastard got away from me, and I've just found Petro. Throat slashed in the middle of the street. Dinard curses and then turns towards Greta with a darkened expression. Miss Gardania, I think it's very important you tell me everything you know about these individuals. We cut to black. We are going to open to the scene of the three adventurers and their new party member as they leave and gather their things from this room at the Wizard's Grace and close the door begin to make their way down it is still the middle of the night many villagers of breach hill are out and about or huddled in their homes fearing for their own safety what do you guys do we literally ended last episode in her room in sarah's room uh, saying that we need to leave. And now it's just a matter of how we get out of here. And yeah, and uh, Eladir, um, as Kolere knows and Sarah knows, uh, Eladir is about a um, so mm-hmm. it's 60 miles away, like directly. But if you take the road by horse, it's about two days. And then if you take the road by foot, it's about four days to Eladir. Mm, if we take not- the road... And Not if you take a good the road, idea, yeah. most likely, to stay on the main road, especially since that is where they were planning on ambushing you. Right? Yeah. 
Correct. Is there any other way that we could... I, I'm also worried about leaving the city. There's only certain, like so many ways we can get out of here, and I'm worried about people seeing us. Oh, uh... I can make us all invisible. Yeah, that'd, that'd do it. That would buy us enough time to get outside city limits, but... I am concerned about one thing here. Every minute we waste is a... is a minute that we could be saving Urkel. And if we die, of course, then we can't save him anyway, but... whatever we do, we have to hurry. And I understand if we can't take the road, but... we have to make a decision quickly. So if you guys look at the map that I've sent you of Isker, um, and the road is going to be obviously going directly down from Breach Hill into the Green Plains. So if you wanted to go a roundabout way around that, you would probably pass through the mountains, which obviously you know um, the Breach, the castle, uh, is up on the mountains, so you'd be kind of cutting north through those hills. I say we do that, but I also say we don't go to our castle. Yeah, is there anything there that any of us need, any of us leave any equipment at the castle that we absolutely need? I don't think so. I think we said you guys are kind of carrying most of everything on yourselves. Like, you have magical backpacks now that, like, don't make it super heavy, you know? It would be nice to And obviously you've got your armor and weapons on you. It would be, but, but that's the place that yeah. you would put people to watch. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's invisibility spell wouldn't mm-hmm. allow us enough time to go to the castle. Right. We could leave a note here and hope that they get sent to them. Yeah. We could leave it with Dula. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. But Dulo's at the... He's at the... Um, pickled deer. The pickled deer, right? Yeah. Do we know... I guess we could go through the catacombs back... But they also know oh, about no, they that know path. about it now. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They know about that now. Also, the em- the emblem right below that I sent, the emblem below the map, that is the official um, emblem of the army, of, like, the military force of Isker. I could... And it is a... Uh, yeah. How far are we away from Dulo? Are we within 120 feet? Um, is it easy to get within 120 feet? It, yes, it would be easy to. Well, we could get within 120 feet, and then I could yeah. use message to tell Dulo to say goodbye for us. We're, we are having to quickly make our way to Eladir, and we're sorry we cannot say goodbye. Yeah, I do too. Okay. I like it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then we invis bounce out. Now, just... A word of caution okay. Go through the mountains. part here. Um, we left a body in the streets. We did not give an explanation for the body in the streets. So just be mindful of, of what we're actually saying as we go, because there's a, a good chance that until we have enough evidence to clear this up, we may not be welcome here again for a while.
All right, so you guys are, I'm assuming gonna go invisible while no one's looking at you in the hallway. And you guys begin to kind of make your way down the stairs, head out the door. And as you begin to get in within distance of the pickled ear, Aaron, you are able to send the message. So what would you like to say? Um, uh, tell, I don't know. Who do we want to tell? <sighs> Jeremiah? Mean, Jeremiah, probably, right? Or okay. the Bumble Brashers, um, too, I feel like are loyal to us no matter what yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, he can tell the bumble brushers. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, I'll say tell Jeremiah or Warble that. Sadly, we have to leave town. Um, something's come up, and we wish we could say goodbye, but we can't. Keep the breach safe for us. All right, and it, I think it's better to yeah, give very little details. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it, your spell is heightened, so it is it is a range of five hundred feet. So we're freaking out of town. We're we're long, long range cell service now. (laughs) 5G. 5G. (laughs) Heron's to 5G tower. Um, Yeah, you guys are easily able to exit town. And as you do under your invisibility globe, you see people kind of walking through the streets, freaking out, like locking doors and and stuff. But um, yeah, some of the some of the council members you see uh, kind of like corralling people and um, obviously all freaking out. But you guys uh, creep out of the city and into the forest surrounding um, Breach Hill as your invisibility globe begins to diminish and you guys make your way. Is there a way Can I roll I, uh Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Zach. No, I was going to say perception check to make sure we're not being followed or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's the, it's actually a survival roll. Okay. I got um, that. I got that. But I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there's a survival action. You move at half speed um, and you cover your tracks. Yeah, so you cover your tracks moving half speed so you make a survival check. Um, and anyone tracking you has to, they have to roll a survival check higher than that of your DC or whatever. So, um, so Clay, what is, um, what is your speed? My speed you is 30. You can move 12 miles per day. And it's 60 to the city, right? It's 60 to the city, but I'm saying since you're going a difficult route, it'll be more like 90 because you're like up mm-hmm. going through the mountains and stuff. So it'll take us a little over a week. To get there Jeez. a week in a couple days, probably. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to cover our tracks the whole way, or do we want to say like cover them for like the first day? Yeah, yeah, like a day, and just like be very mm-hmm. careful for that first day, and then if we feel safe, we can book it because we're hopefully gonna be off the road. Like we're not, we're not gonna be on any like identical path as people chasing us. Hopefully. All right. Which this like is crazy because like I just imagine if you had a teleport spell, Jeez. right? Beat him like, there. Doesn't that have so much value yeah. here? Like, I mean, yeah. what level of spell is that? Uh, I think fifth or sixth, right? 
Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. All right. And it's also not super accurate. Like, I think if you, like, you basically get, like, 10 miles within, like, where you're trying to go. Like, the, the more heightened it is, the better, but whatever. Yeah, that would be insanely useful. All right, give me that survival. Check. All right. Yeah, it's level six. Twenty-seven. You guys travel on foot for uh, twelve miles. Um, you've been moving all night, trying to get as much distance between you and Breachill as possible. Uh, Clary, you know, making your survival checks to make sure to your best that you're covering your trail and you know maybe 3 4 a.m you guys finally think it's safe to stop for the night um probably no no fire um although it's a little chilly you might not want to take the risk um but you guys kind of huddle into a small kind of nook in the uh this mountainous area good vantage point and you kind of bed down for the night with your bed rolls uh but what's going on as you guys kind of like get settled for the for the brief rest any any conversations happening you guys still digesting what's what's happened within the past eight hours i think so yeah um i think like everybody's really tired um, but I think Calere, um, pipes up and looks over at Aaron and she just kind of says, Aaron, you were, you were several miles from the city. How did you, how did you end up meeting up with us without getting intercepted by one of the guards? Yeah. Um, that's cause I saw all of you. I don't want to give you the impression that I'm spying on you or anything like that but I once we got back I went to see brother Rowan and he was teaching me a new spell and he asked me to envision people that I knew and you know it wasn't even a day had passed but I couldn't think of seeing anyone else but y'all. It's like I had an invisible eye and I could see each of you, um, but I couldn't hear you. And I saw Urkel. What did you see, Aaron? Is he alive? I knew he was at Tiberius' house. You know, he went there and I saw him standing in Tiberius' doorway, talking to Tiberius. I don't, I don't know what he was saying, but, but Urkel looked proud. He was full of brightness and excitement. He looked like, he looked like 
the moment on my birthday when he gave me the bookstore. And then between them, there was looks of love and understanding. And eventually, Tiberius brought Urkel into his house. And I don't know what was going on before, but, but Tiberius looked surprised to see his living room lined with the firing squad, men with blunderbusses. And there was a man sitting in the middle of the room. He was wearing jewels, he had a cane, and he was pointing a pistol at them. He looked devilish. He looked like a snake that was coiling around its prey. Guns pointed at our family. Urkel held his hands high, and they shot him, both of them, full of lead. They must almost instantly went down. With, with the last bit of energy, they fought them. Urkel, he stabbed that wealthy man. I, I, I don't know who it was. But after he did, they shot again, and both of them went to the ground covered in blood. This man, he, he finished Tiberius off. And he had Urkel, he had him healed just to this side of death's door. And then, and then Lucian Vote, that bastard, walked in the door. I saw his face. He came just to haul Urkel off. It was, it was disgusting. I saw all of it, and I hate it. The moment will come, and when it does, I'm gonna make sure they pay me back for everything they've taken. Sarah sits up and looks um, like her attention is more piqued when Aaron kind of rounds out the story um, of a man with a cane, looks elegant, um, and as he continues to describe, uh, just kind of looks more and more perplexed and interested she says Aaron was this man fair skinned in the chair with the gun did he have dark hair 
cut yeah. short. Well, I can see his hair. He's he's wearing a hat. Hmm. What kind yeah. of hat? I th I think it had a wide brim. I don't know. I don't re I don't remember. Aaron, you just you just described a dead man. Those guards back in town, they were looking for Urkel, for the murder of Julius Vero. He's been dead for the past month and a half. You're telling me that he was there? That he shot my son? My husband? If it's who you say it was, he's alive. Then, and I guess she, she kind of sits back and is, looks visibly shaken. She says, first, Aaron, I thank you for sharing. Thank you for reliving. And I'm sorry you had to bear that alone. But if what you say is true, then we are dealing with forces that even I thought weren't involved. Julius Vera was pronounced dead at the scene. He fell from a 40 to 50 story building. Whoever wanted to keep him alive, maybe his own men kept him alive. I don't, I don't know, but it seems, it seems that he may not be who the public thinks he is. And if he's truly alive, well, he's got a plan and something in store for Urkel. I need to think. And she kind of sits back. Clary, on her um, bedroll. while Aaron was kind of detailing the story, um, and seeing Aaron kind of choke up a little bit, having to relive that memory, started to like tear up a little bit herself, um, just from grief of losing Urkel and you know having seen Tiberius's body. Um, but as Sarah is talking, and as you know, Aaron kind of finished with this idea of you know, getting payback. Galeria's like tears start turn from, you know, tears of, of grief to tears of rage. She kind of grips the hilt of the blade um, and says, I don't care how powerful he is. I don't care if he has a plan. He should have been dead. Well, I guess we'll just have to make sure this time. 
before whatever plans she has for Urkel come to fruition. Fucking. Damn it! She kicks a tree. You know, I'm I'm getting really tired of the killing. But I think a lot of people are gonna die next week. I guess Galeria is gonna cool off a little bit and she's gonna come back and turn to Sarah. Oh, Sarah, none of us have any experience with Eladir. None of us know who this man is, what kind of connections he has. But if we're being chased, if they're holding him within the city, how do we get in? What do we do here? Is there anything we can do? <laughs> I mean, I'll break down as many barriers as it takes. All I know is to charge in. But if you're saying that's not going to work, I'm going to need your help here. In a city. People of power. When they want someone gone or a job to get done, it will get done. It could be you running off in the middle of the night to, I guess, you know, she'd said, it could be you laying down for bed at night and then not waking up. They would never find your body. It's not a matter of being able to, to run in and see how many you can kill. It's... It's gonna be a game of numbers. Like I mentioned, I have this one string to pull. I have this one man in mind. This... Emilio Vittori is one of the strongest people in Elodie, and he has a lot of power in town against the government. And if we can somehow get him on our side, well, that should be a good start. But, gods, I don't even know if that's enough. It's gonna be... We don't have much to offer. But I think I can bring something to the table that is going to at least make Emilio listen to me. Listen to us. And you, you three, you took down a cult not too long ago. You are absolutely worth your weight in gold. This isn't gonna be like the, the Expanse. But I think, and Aaron, if, if, what, if what you say is true, Aaron, I think we can I think we have enough names to get to the bottom of this. These people have a lot of enemies. We just need to find them. And as far as getting into the city goes, well... I need to think. They'll be looking for us. We don't exactly look like city folk. While we're 
traveling, I can put together some, uh, some elixirs that I'll help with that. Disguise, shadows, quiet places will be our greatest ally when we're in the walls. It's going to be imperative that we do not mess this up. We have one shot. And if they catch wind that we're here, we may never find Urkel alive. Shadows, stealth, deceit. It's not really my style. But if it'll keep Urkel alive, I trust you. Frizzigig, Aaron, you already know that I would trust you with my life. Sarah, I can say one thing. If you can get me into the room where Vero is, you will have his head. Trust me, Kaleri, Aaron, Frizzy King. If I didn't think you could pull this off, I wouldn't have bothered talking to you. You'll have your chance. And with that, you're going to move on to the next day on your journey to Eladir. But are you going to be covering your tracks this day? Maybe one more day. Yeah. Yeah. 24 miles of covered okay. tracks sounds pretty pretty good to me. Okay. Go ahead and give me another one. 33 this time. Okay. You go one more day at half speed, um, a very slow pace, but um, now you've got 24 miles of beh- uh, behind you towards Breach Hill. Um, at the campfire at night, um, is there anything, any any talk um, amongst you guys? Is there anything you want to say or RP? It's been two days, you I say? Was, it's been two days. So it's the 27th? It has, hmm. yeah. We were talking about this a little bit before. Uh, we don't know it's your birthday. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it is Frizzy Gig's birthday. It is Frizzy Gig's birthday. Happy birthday, Frizz. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Does he say anything or share anything? I think they're I all just like... You guys forgot my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> they're all just chilling around the, the fire. And maybe everyone's like really quiet and it's like pretty somber. He might not even like remember. Like it's not like you are you know what I'm saying? Like you're carrying around a calendar, maybe it's like, oh shoot, like, you know. No, yeah. And I think that's probably what happened. He's going through some of his stuff and then he starts doing the math and and he breaks the silence at some point and says Oh hey, so It's my birthday today. Oh, wow, Frizz. Happy birthday. What are you, like five now? I am nine. All right, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow, that's so big. You're so big hey, for the Frizz, game. You're getting old, man. You're you're sprouting like a beanstalk. How we have to keep it up. Man. Keep it up. Uh-huh. I think Claire's like 96. 
Aaron is 147. Nice. Oh. Oh, my parents are all right. It always, uh, they always make this little, uh, yeah, we don't have like a lot of, a lot of, I know oh, people like to do cakes and all that. We didn't really have any of that. So we just kind of, they make this, this like bread thing and then they put, I don't know what else she put on it. It was kind of fun though. Sounds nice. Kaleri, um, yeah, it pulls was. out a dagger and grabs like a stick off the ground. Like shaves the bark off of it and breaks it into nine pieces and then lights them all on fire and like holds it up and she says I wish we could have actually celebrated but I kind of got some candles for you here if you want to blow them out or something I don't know not the best birthday ever since we you know lost Urkel Um, no, Frizzy Gig uh, blows him out. Uh, thanks, Kaleri. <laughs> just that scene. Kaleri <laughs> holding some flaming sticks. And just yeah. <laughs> 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 pitiful so birthday. <laughs> the most pitiful birthday. Oh, man. What is uh what is Sarah doing all this during all this like sitting, I'm assuming sitting like farther yeah. back. Yeah, I think she definitely is. Back a ways and not not discounting it and definitely trying not to get in the way, I think, more than anything. Maybe Hopefully when we get back to the breach and this is all sorted out, we can have a real celebration for you, Frizz. Your parents should come too. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not. Treasel was the one who always made a big deal out of it, you know? <laughs> so it was, I, I don't know. So it was uh, on those occasions, I guess we'd, we'd do a little something, but it wasn't really for us. You deserve a birthday with your friends, Frizzy Gig. Goblins don't have many. And they're definitely worth celebrating. Oh, dude. Now what I just thought of, like, freaking, um, Sarah, like, lived through Goblin Blood Wars. You know what I'm saying? She's old, too. Mm -hmm. She's, like, almost as old as Kalari. She's 78. Oof. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm 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 not saying anyone in Isker who's old knows or has like some hatred for goblins, but I just think that's a fun like layer, mm-hmm. you know. She was more protected um, though. She was an Eladir, so yeah, didn't yeah, see a lot yeah. of the carnage. Right. Um, I am I am curious. So, so Sarah obviously that what we learned last last week is that like she's been like watching has had eyes on the three of them, like knows them, has their hero duels cards and stuff, but she knows like zero about the jungle, right? And knows zero about Urkel from that time period. And I was curious, Zach, is there anything, at any point she curious 
to ask about any of that? Or is she just kind of stand to herself? Um, I think she would definitely be be interested. I think she's dealing with a lot. I think it's a lot of like, she's she's mourning her dead husband. She's resolute on saving her son. And uh, there's obviously moments for small talk, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I think if anything, she would be um, interested in like, um, I don't know. Part, part of me thinks that she would be like, kind of resentful that he was off doing adventuring stuff because of what happened, you know? Um, oh, yeah, and it's true. not, it's not like, tell me about all the great things Urkel did. It's more like I shouldn't be out here having to like, this is exactly why I didn't want him doing this. You know, it's like, she it was like a protective oh. nature of her son. And now at, at an age where she definitely shouldn't be going out doing this stuff. <laughs> And you know he he shouldn't yeah. be doing it, and he she obviously shouldn't be out here doing that. That she's like <laughs> kind of bitter about it, right? You know? mm-hmm. Is she bitter towards the party? Like, is does any of that kind of resentment towards that come out at all, or stub- or not stubbornness, but like? No, know, no. I think I think more than anything, she would. I think she would fill in the gaps. So I think you know around the campfire, she might like say things like you know. So tell me how, how was he on the road <laughs> with you all? Man, he was gassy. <laughs> <laughs> Real stinky. Really yeah. stinky. <laughs> no, I think Calare would pipe <laughs> up and say, your son, he's one of a kind. I don't necessarily have the words to really describe him. I'm sure you know him far more than I ever will. But he saved me. He saved my life on many occasions. He was my conscious when I didn't really know where I was going. And he sat me down and talked some sense into me when when I wasn't making sense at all. (laughs) And I have no doubt he's fine, because that son of a, sorry, um, you're very nice, didn't mean that. (laughs) That bastard. Well. Never could die, you know. Quite, yes. um, You always did like to I feel like he reasoned. He always tried to reason with me. You know, why he was working so hard at the bank or it was always it was always for, for a purpose. And it doesn't surprise me that on your travels that he sat you all down and Clary may have sat you down and tried to maybe work through things himself by talking to you. I see you, um, you brought the sword from the house. 
Yeah. I I don't know. It 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 just felt right. They They took Tiberius away, but I feel like from what I knew of him he'd won his spirit to keep fighting. Cuz that's the same way my father was. The same way my mother was. And He wasn't blood kin to me, but he was Urkel's dad, and that means something to me. I used a great sword, and I thought I could could honor Tiberius by maybe using it to get his son back. <laughs> it might seem dumb, but that's just what I was thinking. No, it's not. It's not dumb at all. A blade has seen years and years of battle. It's... Wasn't doing any good sitting up on that shelf anyway. Upon the mantle. I remember, I remember when Tiberius was younger and on the road often he would come home and his sword would be a little bit more dented. A little bit dirtier. But always strong and always very sharp. The sword brought terror to everyone who saw it, who was injured by it. I've somewhat resented it in the past. Tried to tell him to leave it outside when he came home. He called it the Night Terror. And just, it seemed that over time it grew in infamy to where anyone who saw it would would flee, would run. They knew what was coming. Ah, a rambling. I, all that to say, it should still be out there, and I could think of no better use for it than to bring retribution to those who stole his son. So thank you. I think we're all in a bit of a rush to get out of there earlier, and I'm glad that somebody was there to have some sense about them. <laughs> yeah, uh, also... Okay. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I do want to point out that now that Calary's had a chance to look at it and everything, that um, it is a very strong sword, um, only made of steel, um, but very wide and uh, dangerously thin. It has plus, it is a plus two striking, wounding, terrifying greater. Isn't sword. that incredible? Oh my god. <laughs> what so, <laughs> it's so a that, Wow. What that means is that it. it Wounding means on every hit, it it um, the enemy gains one d six persistent bleed. Um, one d twelve increases one d twelve on a crit, and then if you ever crit with it, greater or uh, yeah, fearsome greater is the target becomes uh, frightened too. Oh my god! 
minutes. So wow, Jeez. very scary. Yeah, so night terror for sure. <laughs> very, very. It's a night terror. Scary. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys say, or? I think Larry would say one more thing. Um, as Sarah kind of talks about the sword and about Tiberius. When she stops, Galeri kind of pipes up and says, You know, Sarah, I... Hearing you talk about Urkel and Tiberius and... From what little I knew of Tiberius, Urkel really is his father and his mother's son. He was clinical, measured in a way. Reminds me of you, but he had his father's fire. I don't know if that came out recently. I only know him once he hit the road, but the two of you, you raised a good man. And I wanted to thank you for bringing him into this world. Thank you. When you're my age, it feels very odd to think of your children as... Children. You want to protect them. You don't want them to get hurt, but Urkel's, like you mentioned, a full-grown man. I feel like I... may have done wrong to encourage him to be so much like me when there's so much more that he could have been. But from what you've telling me, it sounds like he's finding his own way just fine. I'm glad he's been of use to you. And I, she pipes up a little bit to the rest of the group. And I want to thank you all for coming with me to go get him back. I don't think I could do this alone. I know I couldn't do this alone. And it means the world to have you here. Like, likewise, Sarah. I don't know. I, how do you follow that up? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think we turn in then shortly, just, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's bedtime. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Happy you birthday, guys. I tuck him in extra tight tonight. I give him a pair of <laughs> dry socks to wear on his birthday. <gasps> Wakes up wet. <laughs> <laughs> Master's giving Frizz a gig of socks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys go to bed, and it's the next day. And are you still wanting to uh, move at half speed or not? I think we go full blazes, right? Yeah, I think it's time to catch up now. We're a little bit behind. Two pretty good rolls for survival. I think we're good. So 20 miles. And at 48, you guys are now over halfway. Um, bed down for the night. I'm assuming same thing next day. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
That must be halfway triggers some sort of encounter. <laughs> right. I'm just I haven't breathed in 32 minutes waiting for it. Get that screen. Yeah. You should probably save before moving on right. to the next day. Right. Um so now you're at what is that? 40 plus 12, that's 50. Um 52 out of 90. Wait, that's bad math, right? Oh, 24. So 64, 64 out of, out of 90 miles. Um, as it gets to the evening, you guys are moving through the mountain range. You've, you've pretty much are now um, cutting away from the mountain range into kind of the foresty area. Still hilly, um, but maybe from one of the peaks um, of one of the the hills, you're able to see off in the distance, like a speck that you're able to say, like, that's Eladir, you know, like way off in the distance. But now you're making your trek down from the hills into the forest and um, it's getting dark. And as you guys are moving, you hear um, this, the howling of wolves kind of echoing, bouncing through the kind of mountains and um, you know you're obviously kind of weapons out or whatever um, making your way through um, but eventually you hear many of them coming from up ahead um, and Claire give me a survival check okay Ooh, not the greatest 24 um, you know that this is the sound of uh, that they make as like um, a hunting howl, right? Uh-oh. And it sounds like a pack is hunting something up ahead. Hunting something or hunting us? Um, it sounds like they're hunting something that's not you. Okay. There are uh, some wolves up ahead. They're on the hunt. I don't know who it is or what it is, but we might want to steer clear of them. What do you all think? What? Yes. No, I think that's a good idea. Don't wake the the sleeping giant, right? Yeah. I'm also worried that if there are some more of those officers looking for us out here, they might have caught onto their trail. And so I don't want to risk it. Is there any way to see, like, is it, are, can we see anything? Or we just hear them at this point? Uh, you hear them, they're very close. And um, as you're kind of discussing, um, you hear maybe like, 30, 50 feet kind of ahead of you, um, a low moan kind of cry out. What kind of moan? But it's it, it's very <laughs> Like a faint. human, a humanoid yeah. moan? Yeah, like a, like a guttural human moan. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Taking the damn pen out. Dilemma, dilemma. Do we save the person? Uh, I have a really good sneak. Let me try to get a peek. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So you're going by yourself? No, I mean, we could follow the expert. Yeah. 
Just okay. nobody step on a branch, please. Okay, everybody, <laughs> everybody, roll stealth. Following the expert, are you? Uh, I think you get a plus two, right? If you're, are you a master? I am a master. Yeah, so everyone gets a plus two. Twenty nine. Thirty one. Okay. Thirty two. Twenty six. You guys are. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a twenty four. Oh, no. You guys are all safe. I'm going to move you ahead on roll roll 20. You guys are going to creep up and you see there are like five wolves. Um, They look very um, kind of rabid, uh, mangy. And you see lying on the ground... And what they're doing is they're kind of like all like running up and nipping, you know, at this at this human man laying on the ground. Um, and you see in, in his hand, he's got like like a, a long kind of buoy knife. Um, but he appears to be just kind of in like commoners work clothes. And you see halfway down his leg where his like ankle is um there is just bloodied rags where it's been severed his he's missing a foot oh my gosh he's laying prone and you see there is a belt that has been fastened to his leg and he's just been he's laying prone missing a foot and these wolves are kind of running and attacking and he's just kind of slashing out, trying to defend himself. I feel like we gotta save him. Yeah. It's what we would do. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, we're not, so we're leaving we're not him. wasting time. <laughs> it's night, so. Oh. That's perfectly right. fine. We're gonna slowly approach, or do we want to do a ranged attack as we move in clinically? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we all use stealth. I'm assuming we don't get to follow the expert for stealth right. initiative, but okay. Twenty six for Clary. Okay. Uh, I have incredible initiative, so I get a plus two to my stealth roll, which is thirty two. Oh. Oh wait. So do Jackson and I have a. Um, elf yes. feet that applies to initiative no matter what. Okay, so yeah, 28 for me. Oh, uh, 27. 19 for Frizz again. Yo! Good. Yo. Okay, so good news is you're all that you're all stealthed from hidden. Um, but Sarah, you are going to take initiative. So you're all hidden. Alright, I'm going to come on up behind this one. When I break the bushes, does it, uh, do do they see me kind of thing? I think you're hidden for your turn. Okay. Uh, Then I'm going to devise a stratagem here, which allows me to roll. Oldie but goodie. Uh, What do you call an alligator private eye? An investigator. 
Investigator. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I got a sussy baka. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's just what do you call it? Blah 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 blah. It's like a sussy baka. <laughs> Uh, does a 27 hit? Yes, and that is a crit. Whoa, we about to massacre these wolves. I'm going to use shared stratagem with Frizzy Gig, and I'm going to call out to Frizzy Gig, or I'm not going to call out, I'm going to be quiet, and I'm just going to, like, as I'm stabbing it, uh, it is going to get, this this is a flat-footed creature now to Frizzy Gig until the end of his turn. Cool. Um... Neat. And I'm just going to roll for damage now. 22 points of piercing damage. And how do you finish off this wolf? He old wolf. I just sneak up. I sneak up behind her and she just kind of like uses the angle to her advantage and just like finds the soft spot right underneath the ribs to pierce the heart and just like pushes the wolf like down into the ground to keep it quiet as it dies. Amazing. From the shadows. It is dead. All right, next up is Clary. That flat-footed is about to come, come in real clutch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clary is going to um, use sudden charge to move all the way up to this wolf, and she's using Tiberius's blade and because she ended her turn here, oh, she's gonna rage first. And then because she ends her turn within melee distance, she's going to strike. This is the one bearing down on the, on this man. Cleave its head yeah. off. She quietly says, back to fuck off, Wolfie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plus one, plus two. It's plus two, yeah. Oh, ho. It's 35. That's a crit. Sheesh. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it's actually a double crit. So. Yeah, I was oh going to say, God. we just need to hit these things. If there were a thing. <laughs> we should just make a thing just so I can smite this wolf into the next dimension. All right. And I'm raging Yoink, too. badass. Yoink. <laughs> badass. Okay. And... What else? So, this is, it's going to apply bleed if it lives. That's essentially it, right? Right. Okay. 1d6. And bleed. it's intimidated or frightened or whatever. <laughs> 42 yeah, points of frightened too. Yeah, it's dead. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. All right. It just blood goes all over this poor, this poor soul as you just rip it in half. Um, Aaron, your turn. Um, I am going to just give it a simple magic missile at, um, I guess the far one. Okay. Farthest one away. Yeah. 15 damage. 15 damage. Your missiles fly and pelt the one back and kind of like knock him down, but he kind of gets back up. Lame. 
<laughs> Was that the end of your turn? Yes. <laughs> All right, Frizzigig, your turn. All right. I'm going to uh, run up out of the woods and... And uh, the <clears throat> the wolf closest to me, I'm gonna pelt with some bombs. Just do a good old alchemist fire. All right. Uh, Twenty nine to hit. That is a crit. Jeez. I feel like if we would have just waited, they would have left after oh. we killed one of them. <laughs> Wait, we just it's, This is all happening within six seconds. They all die yeah. immediately. <laughs> it's only going to be seven damage. Oh, wait, or seven two ones crit? and two twos. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Nine damage. Nine damage. OK. Big two yikes. ones and two twos. Um, Holy yeah. Uh, guess it's like I'll perfect. Throw another one. That's trash. <laughs> you hit All his right, tail. This one is going to uh, also be a twenty-nine rolled fire. That's fire. also also wow. crit. You right. love to see it. Okay, there we go. Two sixes and two fours. Uh, so that's yeah, like twenty-four damage. <laughs> and then it bursts into flames and howls. <laughs> I love, to I, the love ground. I love it hitting its tail and then immediately afterwards it just bursts yeah. into flames like it kind of <laughs> thinks it's okay and then it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right just torturing the poor thing it's okay it was fast and like ronnie predicted it is now the last two's turn and they run for the hills and scamper off into the forest how many feet Com away are they Oh my god! No. <laughs> I don't off to the trees. They, they have moved thirty-five times three feet away. So one hundred and fifteen feet. <laughs> Clary's mad. Aaron just starts booking. Not it. She's far. got some. Aaron starts booking. She's, it. she's angry. Clary drops the great sword, pulls out her returning spear, and <laughs> aims at the one that Aaron wounded, and wow. just okay. chucks it. Just okay. chucks it. Give me a, an attack. <laughs> So it's a its range is twenty, so it's like um, minus. first increment is nothing, and then four or is that five more increments? This four within the fourth, no, six. It's within the six, so minus ten, right? Yeah, minus ten. Okay. You can also move thirty-five feet. It doesn't matter. I got a crit. Okay. Holy you cow! You roll up to natural twenty. A natural twenty. <laughs> oh my god. So what is that? Uh, what do you mean? Was like that? total with your modifiers and everything. I don't get. Um, it was a twenty-eight with uh, with the crit. I don't get any of my rage damage because I'm a rage thrower. But I get three d six plus my strength and plus my weapon okay. specialization. Okay, what's double damage? Double damage is <laughs> twenty-two points of damage. Yeah, you kill it, it goes right through its lungs, and then it just comes right out and then returns to your hand. And I've got two more actions. <laughs> I got one more action. <laughs> Throw it at the other one. Okay. Yikes! <laughs> I don't think this is going to hit, though. Yeah, I got a 16. 
A 16 with the minus 10. With the minus 10, I rolled a 13. Plus its AC three. is 15. Oh yeah. my god. Oh no. <laughs> so just roll normal oh damage. <laughs> That's so, so stupid. It's so fucked. Oh my gosh. All right. I got 15 points of damage. Okay, you do not bring it down, but <laughs> it, it scampers off terrified. <laughs> I feel like at this point, you just think in in two months, your characters would have really struggled in this combat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, some level one wolves uh, would have ate you guys up. Um, but yeah, you scare them off. One survives. <laughs> Kaleri. I no mean, you did it. You did it mostly as a joke. Lightning bolt. Sorry. <laughs> Just burning a third level spell. <laughs> We're but, on the road. Um, but no, I do, I do think like yeah, we're joking because we're playing a game, but also at the same time, like this is like a way for you guys to get some anger out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like last time you had combat was against the visage of a god and like these just like level one wolves. So you're just like brutally massacring. You've got a lot of pent up aggression you've been like hiking day in day out you know um but you guys kind of catch yourselves six six seconds later and you look and this the man just is like he drops his knife and um just is like laying prone again his ankle foot missing um a tourniquet bloodied stub of his leg and he just kind of like croaks out and just uh, like a guttural like groan but just kind of like awkwardly like reaches out towards Kalere or one of you whoever's closest what do you guys uh, do? Prisigate will go give him an elixir of life okay um, Prisigate could you also craft him a peg leg? <laughs> do do <laughs> does magical yeah, yeah, healing heal severed part body parts? no I don't um, think so does not okay um but uh he you kind of like the the potion or the elixir kind of like takes a bit longer to go down than normal Mm -hmm. um but you notice that some of the scratches and uh topical wounds he's received from these wolves begin to kind of like heal uh, and close up a bit um maybe even his his uh heals part of his his leg um mm-hmm. but he's still just kind of like gurgling and kind of moaning something else seems to be the issue here okay might be poisoned yeah maybe um, time for nurse aaron medicine yep. check <laughs> i get aaron pulls out his stethoscope yeah <laughs> and a scary looking hook whoa that you'd find in a <laughs> dentist's office Amazing. Hey. 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 (laughs) It is a 30. Um, Aaron, you kind of like pull out your medicine kit and kind of like inspect you. Kind of like. He has lycanthropy. (laughs) You pull at the. uh, (laughs) That's what I was thinking. You pull back some of his uh, bandage and. 
there's kind of a really, really rancid smell. But you, you guys determine that this, uh, this man's um, wound, and especially because of his throat, he's experiencing lockjaw. Oh, yeah. And he had he is um, deep. He has a deep stage uh, tetanus. So and if from he's... your from your crit, knowing that tetanus has about a ten day onset uh, at the stage he's in. Um, you can imagine that it's it's been probably about uh, two and a half weeks time. It's on oh how long this has been going on. And he cannot currently he's clumsy too, cannot speak. But, you know, in about a day or so, if it gets worse, he'll become paralyzed with spasms Um and some of these spasms can actually break his bones of how violent they can get. And one day past that, he could just die altogether. Is there anything that can be done for him? Yeah, what, what we do we need? Potions of removed disease, don't we? Um, I take out a pistol and oh my God. lay him one <laughs> mercy bullet to the So I, I'm going to take off my backpack and I'm going to... Oh my rummage through my backpack and I'm going to use a feat that I picked up called predictive Oh my god, I purchase. didn't even think about this. This is so ridiculous. Predictive oh, purchase. Man. I'm so pissed off right now. Hold on. So so such a cool feat. There's several feats like this in Predictive purchase. Fire 2E and they're all super neat. You have just the thing for the situation. When using, uh, hold on, da, 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 you can pull out an item as a two action to remove from your backpack. Sarah, that is helpful, but this man is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I have already shot him. <laughs> he is already dead. I have just the thing. I picked up a few things before we left. She rummages through a backpack, pulls out a restoration scroll and hands it over to Aaron. It should do the trick for him. Oh, I think I know this one. Skibbity boppity boop boop boo. And I cast it. <laughs> Looking down your glasses <laughs> at it. By Shaylin's grace. As as you cast this spell, you begin to see his like arms, like his uh, small little spasms begin to lessen. And he his kind of groaning eases and he's finally able to speak. And he says, oh, uh, th thank you. Uh, who, who are you? You've, you've saved my life. We are crashing the boys. <laughs> <laughs> we recently came from slaying a hippogriff. We found you here nearly mangled by Four puppies. We're off now. <laughs> you, you, you're leaving? Aaron, Aaron, Okay, before, what are we doing with this? Yeah. Before we go, <laughs> toss him um, at least a few of those anti-plagues that the Akujai gave us and maybe some anti-paralysis oil as well, just so we can get back to the road. Are we okay with this? We have thirteen of them, just, and five. No, yeah, no, no. I'm, I, I mean, like, are we okay with this as a solution to the the problem as a um, whole? 
Yeah, I can just crawl a few more miles. <laughs> um, Gods. I say huddle up. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> no. Stay there. I move away where it'll take him a long time to crawl. <laughs> I say, okay, guys, we can't just take him with us. We have, how are we going to, are we just going to leave him in a basket at the main gate of the city? Right. We can't get anywhere near that road. If anybody sees us, it's over. Why did we even go through the mountain? What is this man doing up here in the first place? Middle of these woods. Aaron turns around and yells at him. Hey, what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) I... I was hunting for my family, and uh, like an idiot, I I stepped on an old bear trap someone left in the woods. Oh, jeez. And I had to, I had to cut myself loose. Apparently, it was a bit too rusted and old, and ever since, I, I think that was a week ago. I, I'm really not sure how long it's been. It's been two weeks. I can tell by the wound. Wow. Thanks, I guess. You're welcome. Uh, You're going to die. Is perception what I do to make to see if he's telling the truth? Yeah. It's a perception, yeah. I'll join you. Got a twenty-four. I got a twenty-five. Hmm. Uh yeah. You, you, this man seems desperate and uh very honest with you. Mm-hmm. How far? Uh, how far away is your family? Um, I'm not really sure where I where I am, but they're they're, they're in a, a a small town uh, named Beggar's Hole. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's it's near it's near the capital. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and. Roll a society check if yeah, anybody else same. wants to as well. I, I, yeah, I'll I would like do to it. do that. Can I? Well, actually, hold on. Sarah would probably know. Yeah, this. Sarah yeah. would probably know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, can I also use, can I use my underworld lore? Sure. Nice. How do you say thirty-two? Um, oh, yeah. yeah, you you would know. Um, beggars hole is kind of a shanty town built um, 10 or so miles from the capital. Um, and it's it's basically these kind of shanty towns are kind of like, think of like American ghost towns, right? Like pop-up, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's basically like towns that were wiped out in the Goblin Blood Wars, like decimated, and then like, kind of nomadic whoever survived came back and rebuilt them out of like what was left right so uh beggar's hole is kind of one of one of the more prominent ones of these and it's and it where you guys are now i think we said like 68 miles out of 90 towards the capital um it's it's about a day's journey so this might actually be like a pretty good place for us to stop sounds like it's a not the kind of place we'd have to worry about being seen. That's correct. I, if there's one thing that I think they won't be looking for us, it's there. 
We've all met misfortune. I think it'd be wrong of us to leave you here. Or leave him here. Sorry, I didn't realize we were still huddled. He's still he's crawling this way, Aaron. We got what? He's 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 getting close here. <laughs> no, no, trust me, you don't want to leave me behind. And he's just like crawling <laughs> towards you guys. It's okay, he has a point two movement speed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, but How do we move him? I I'm okay. Uh, I can carry him on my back. Well, how far are we from town? Still 20 miles or so. I can carry him on my back. I'm strong. We'll be fine. Well, it's your lucky day. Um, What was your name again? Um, Calere. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, N- Nathan. Nathan. Oh. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. Nathan, for you, we will save. (laughs) (laughs) So even though he weighs six bulk with some moving things around, Clary, you can carry him on your back without uh, it impeding much um, your speed. And you, I'm assuming you guys head off? We head off. All right. Also, he smells awful, so. Just like Urkel. No. (laughs) No, it's nostalgic. He always did have a smell growing up. And (laughs) Yeah, like moldy garbanzo beans. I don't really know. No, 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 not not that. Well, maybe. I mean, I haven't been around him in years. As as you guys um, travel this day, with him on your back, taking, you might take more breaks than normal to let Clary rest, but you make it uh, through this forest and you finally come to Beggar's Hole. And you see it's, um, it's kind of a dip uh, down a ways, like a, like down a ridge. Uh, but you see this uh, shanty town, uh, hodgepodge shacks and um, um, townhouses built out of borrowed lumber um, and stone. Um, couldn't be more than maybe a hundred people, right? Um, but as you guys kind of roll through, um, everyone kind of like looks at you and has given you weird looks. Um, Can we do a quick insight check to see like what what do you mean by weird looks? Is it like you're not welcome here weird looks? Or like well, they know who we are or just like as well as you guys like I guess a weird looks as you guys are entering you see um, they start kind of coming up to you and they're like Oh, you got, got a hero. You see a man with like yellow teeth. It's like, uh, I, I could, I could do something for you if you, if you got the, got the coin. Uh, and they're, they just see like, oh, adventurers, they've got money. You know what I'm saying? And, um, they're all kind of offering. It's like, if you've ever been like in, um, in a city or something where you where you're a foreigner, um, and they're like, "Oh, I, I can like, uh, you know, if you if you do this or I can help you out, you know, whatever." Like right. trying to get you to spend money. Yeah. 
Where is this man's house? That's what you can do for me. Oh, Nathan, Nathan, you getting yourself in trouble again? What's what's this? And he says, "No, I just got lost in the in the mountains trying to find some food." Um, yes, Miss. Uh, what was your name again? He asked you, Clary. Hmm. What's uh? What's the Earthbreaker girl from Smash and the Boys name? Did you? And he was smashing the boys. Did you mean to say smashing the boys earlier or crashing the boys? Yeah, I'm sorry. I meant to say smashing. Okay. The boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Making Keele. a spinoff of Smash. The name's Keele. Ah, uh, Keele, huh? Uh, and, um, yeah. Yeah, my my house is just this way. Um, and you're all welcome to stay a while. My wife Jessie make you some make you some stew. And you guys kind of walk down the road, and there's just a shack, you know. And you see a woman kind of like throwing some things on a, a clothesline. Um, has like a kind of a toddler kind of playing in the dirt near her. And um, he chants. Yeah, real quick. Uh, before we went into town, if you don't mind us going back just a second, yeah. uh, could I um, quick alchemy a infiltrator's elixir and then change my parents to be that of a gnome? Ooh, holy good call, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you drink it and your pigment changes from green to bright pink a bright pink holy cow sprite really some good. hair he sprites really good yeah really i'm gonna good. i'm gonna give you a hero point for that one yeah yes. really that's good. so good yeah. so good could have been just shite yeah. <laughs> um, hero point for sightless yeah. so uh but yeah you guys approach uh, this house and this uh woman says god damn it nathan what have you done now Put put that no good for nothing husband of mine on the ground, and she kind of like is yelling out to Clary. Clary gently sets him down and says, "Oh, he was just trying to to put some food on the table. I'd assume. Thankfully, we were out there to find him. Yes, and now he's come back without a foot. What good are you now?" Then I'll do my best, Jesse. There's plenty of things. Like, I'm still good with my hands. Uh, uh, please, uh, 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 Keele, was it? And, and the Smash, uh, one of you, I think. Um, uh, these are heroes. They've rescued me from the mountains. Uh, I'm sure there's something we could do for you all. Um, and he's kind of like motioning, whispering to her. He's like, go get them, get them, you know. What do you guys do? Meanwhile, like there are kind of like people like out in the street, kind of like looking at you guys. I feel like we don't stick around. This to be a, honest, yeah, I think I think Sarah like as they're getting ready, it's like we need. She like leans in and is like we need to highly consider not staying here. This this we're bringing too much attention. These people may love talking about uh, you know harboring heroes right now, and I don't think that's the kind of eye that we want on us. Let's just go. Clary turns to Nathan and um, she's like secretly going to reach into her bag and pull out like a gold piece, mm-hmm. which is just buku amount of cash for like a normal person. 
Um, and she's going to shake his hand and say, Look, I appreciate you, but we've got to go. We're going to head back to Breach Hill. Here, take this. I know it'll be hard for your family without a foot. Just survive for us. Goodbye, Nathan. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever you say. Uh, uh, and he just like slips it into his pocket like really quick. All right. You guys head out. How far away are we from Eladir now? Uh, ten, 10 miles, roughly. But you know that uh, this town is very near the main road. Okay. Uh, we get the hell off the main road. And we swing it wide. Um, okay. You guys leave Beggar's Hole. Meanwhile, you pe- people are like, uh, you know, still coming up to you. I'm, I'm sure you're nonchalant, just like nodding, kind of waving them off, maybe giving them whatever they're asking for, but um, you just see a lot of people looking after you, whispering, talking, and you guys leave and head off and enter, uh, you're walking down the plains now. There's no longer a forest, there's not a lot of trees, it's just walking through uh, kind of hills and stuff. And you see miles away, um, maybe, you know, less than a day at this point, you see the large walls of Eladir. And it's just a large, dark city. And the main road that you guys have avoided now is very prevalent. Um, And you see that it has joined with the Conacara Straits, which, Sarah, you know this is possibly the most important trade route in this side of Galarian. And it stretches all the way from Cheliax all the way to Druma um, and passes through Eladir. But you guys, just like from where you see, you just see like miles and miles the road goes from one part of your vision to the other passing through the city and even from here you see there are like lookout towers and caravans and guard like it's very like very busy and there's like even walls in some part of it you know like very fortified but you just see all you know miles away flat land you see the city you finally reached it and at sunset, you guys bed down, make a campfire, begin to plan your entrance into the city. Shadows, stealth, deceit. Lightning. Lightning. <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> Thunder. Love. <laughs> Kaboom. Gunshots in the night. 
Aaron that screams was, in rage that, and just lets lightning <laughs> forth into the sky. <laughs> Be gone with this underclap. <laughs> Be gone! Thought! <laughs> <laughs> 